Welcome to the Dusty Jobs Podcast from Imperial Systems. Industry knowledge to make your job easier and safer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dusty Jobs Podcast. Today we are live at the Powder, Bulk and Solid Show. Uh, Joining us live at our booth for Imperial Filtration is Todd Havakin with Vegas and Greycon. Did I say it right? Vegas Greycon. Vegas Greycon. There we go. That's it. Solid. Solid. So, Todd, you have been with Greycon for how long now? I've been with Greycon for three years now. Okay. uh, But I've been in industrial sales for about 25 years. 25 years. Wow. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, really high quality product line and uh, really enjoying the uh, powder bulk solid show here yeah you guys have it's having a good time yeah yeah we've got a booth over here at uh, 3712 great and uh, you know uh, working with partners like yourself yeah you know in the show so, so yeah there's a there's probably a lot of people out there that when we talk about your name your product they have no idea what we're talking about so so explain it to me like I have absolutely no idea what you guys do. Absolutely. So uh, what we do at Vegas Greycon is that we uh, manufacture infrared detectors that will detect sparks and embers that are a threat to our customer's process. Okay. And then we'll extinguish it with water Okay. right after that. And the customer's process continues operating. Uh, there's no interruption. Uh, the threat is uh, resolved. And so the risk of fire and explosion is mitigated. I got you. So, okay, so let's start this from the beginning. I have a, a process that's over here, right? Mm-hmm. And that process creates sparks. Yes, creates- it is. You could have a grinding operation. You could have a shredding operation. You could have a motor. Anything that's turning right. could create a spark. Okay. Uh, and then we detect that and extinguish. Gotcha. So, the, so then we have the spark generated in one spot. Mm-hmm. And then the fan from a dust collector is starting to draw it towards the dust collector. Right. Now, there are some other things you could put in between here and there, but not in every situation, right? You right. can't, like, maybe you have a spark trap, but maybe your dust doesn't allow for that, right? Right. I, I'm thinking of wood dust. You could never do that on a wood dust application. No. No. And really what's required for dust collectors many cases is a spark detection system right um and and again because it extinguishes you know while the process is running and keeps the customer going it keeps them safe while they're operating right so the spark is now traveling through the ductwork yes and so your detection system is in the ductwork it's it is mounted to the ductwork okay. we have at least two detectors okay. uh, at one low, at one spot. Gotcha. Uh, because each detector has a cone of vision, we want to make sure we see the entire duct. Oh. And then with the material flowing through and all that, so we want to detect the spark, extinguish 20 feet away. So so the spark's traveling, it gets picked up, and then you need a some distance till you can put the extinguish in approximately 20 feet 20 feet is what we do and then we extinguish in line with just enough water to extinguish so we're not coating you're not putting the full fire hydrant to it nope nope not wide open it's typically a mist that we'll put into the ductwork gotcha that that way it impacts very minimally the customer's process now how do you guys know how much water to add to that 
Uh, we typically follow NFPA standards. Oh, okay. In terms of the amount of water required for this application. Gotcha. So there's already somebody out there, really smart, did all the calculations, did some testing, figured this out. Yep. And okay. we follow those guidelines. Okay. So it gets it gets picked up. It goes travels down the air duct. The water hits it. Goes to the collector. Yep. And then. And then that's and then then nothing happens at that point. Nothing happens. That's the, that's that's the whole point is. The spark is, or, or ember is extinguished, and then the, there's no threat to the dust collector, there's no threat to the process, it's all mitigated, and then the customer continues operating. Gotcha. So, sometimes what causes that, that spark will be, you'll get a piece of metal that will get into a fan, and that'll throw sparks into the ductwork. Oh. And then as that, as that occurs, there could be more than one spark. There could be 20, 30, 40 sparks. Oh. We'll still extinguish continuously right. as the operation goes on. But then once it realizes that there's no more sparks, it stops applying the water, right? Yes, it does. Once when the sparks are not detected anymore, it'll stop. Now, the customer may choose to say, okay, if we have 50 sparks in quick succession yeah i want to know about it oh so then we'll notify the the customer because so you can put an alert system on this. yes yeah we have a control console that communicates between the detector and the extinguisher and then it'll record how many sparks were seen uh what duration how long did we extinguish yeah and, and all that detail can be given and then I'll, an alarm will go off if it meets the customer's requirements for an alarm. Oh, okay. Because some applications you might... So in some applications where you get a lot of sparks, this might be going off once, twice a day. Exactly. Nothing to worry about. But if you get 100 of them, right. then we want to know. Right. In typical wood applications where you don't have really any grinding operations, right. it's really not a problem. But if you have a hammer mill where you're, you're, you are actually grinding up wood. Is that where you guys see a lot of this? That's where we see a lot, of, uh, a lot of sparks. Oh. So, and we'll, we'll protect the hammer mill, we'll protect shredders and recycling applications. Uh, we're in grain applications as well. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of food applications where we're detecting not just sparks and embers, but hot spots as well. Oh, yeah. So it, so it has the sensitivity down to just something that seems warm. Yes. Huh. Yep. And using infrared, our reaction time is so quick, we react in 250 milliseconds. That's that's why we have such a short distance. So for someone who doesn't normally uh, operate in milliseconds, what what is it, compare that to something? It's a quarter of a second. So as fast as I can blink, right? It's going to react to that. We we see it, we extinguish, we activate extinguishing, and that's why we need the distance that we have. So we can uh, we can extinguish so quickly. So, do you guys just operate with water, or is there other things you would use to extinguish? Mainly in the ductwork, we we deal with, we work with water. Okay. But customers will say to us, we would like they would like to activate other devices, other equipment such as CO two systems or dry chemical systems, we can do that as well. Gotcha, so it's not, so you can tie into other systems too that yes, might need to be utilized. And, and we can do machine shutdown as well. So if a customer wants to completely shut down oh. because they might have a dangerous situation, they can shut down and save the equipment. So like, I, like I'm saying, when I get a hundred sparks, that's it, we gotta shut this down. Yep. We can wire it up to do that too. That's right. 
that's great. So let's say, I mean, we're in Chicago right now for this, right? Yep. And in the wintertime, it gets a little chilly here. So if I'm using water to extinguish my system, what do I do with that whenever the temperatures get cold? How do you guys handle that? Yeah, so great question because we have insulating jackets that uh, we provide to the customers so they can prevent freezing from occurring if the extinguishing is outside. Gotcha. If the extinguishing is inside, obviously not much of an issue. Right. But, you know, we suggest to the customer they use heat tape along with our uh, 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 insulating, uh, insulating jackets. jackets. Yeah, yep. okay. So that seems to... And then, like we were talking about earlier, you're not putting a lot of water into the duct, so it's a minimal effect on the dust collector or the other systems. Because of the air speed, uh, a lot of the water ends up evaporating. Oh, okay. But it's okay. just enough? Just enough to extinguish the, 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 the either the hot ember or the, the spark. Gotcha, gotcha. So what's... What's the main applications you guys end up in? Is it wood dust? What's the your major? We're big into our big markets are we're we're in the wood industry quite a bit. Okay. So any panel manufacturers, uh, 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 wood pellet manufacturers are, are very big. Uh, but we're also in the grain uh, market. We're also in any kind any place that has a dust collector that uh, uh, may be transporting a spark along with that dust. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we we will be in that marketplace. Right. Okay. Now, we like at Imperial we have a spark trap and we know that that is only good in certain applications and it's mostly fume applications for us. Um, and so I know when I've I've talked to you guys in the past, it's always come with the dust that has a characteristic of it being uh, maybe a, a fluffy dust or something that if you try to put it in another device, it's just going to clog it up and cause an issue. It, many cases will be in uh, like wood applications and, and the dust they often call wood flower, yeah. which is really, really fine, like a sanding operation. Right. Uh, all of our, our, our detectors are do not collect dust on, uh, from that material, but also our nozzles that spray into the ductwork are self-closing. Oh. So so we don't collect very any low maintenance on your yes yeah, exactly exactly and and with our control panel uh, we monitor all the components yeah. so if something goes wrong we can go ahead and notify the customer ahead of time that there's any problems they can uh, you know change nozzles out change detectors and, they, and all of that some, if they have a problem so there's a proactive uh, monitoring yes sir if something's going to go wrong which is what you want on your protection devices it, exactly so if there's no uh, warning signs or no alarms right the system's working it's fine yeah the customer can continue working without worrying about fire explosion or a big puddle in their dust collector because of valve exactly. like that exactly right. huh so is there any applications that you would say do not use this situ the system on. Is there something that you're like, listen, if you have this, this is not the system for you? Well, if you have a material like black carbon, yeah, uh, black carbon does not do well with water. Gotcha. We can detect in those applications, but typically we will detect an alarm rather than extinguish. Ah. Um, because black carbon tends to cake very easily. Um, you know, other... Uh, applications is metal applications. A lot of times you can't add water to those metal applications. So we will detect only. Right. And then notify the customer if there's a spark or ember that has moved into a particular area. Yeah. So it, 
you guys aren't just detected extinguished, but you are also detected aware. Yes. Like, just to let people be aware. Because many cases, because of reduced maintenance staff, reduced plant staff, uh, they need to have these notifications, this automation, right. so they can monitor it without having to go to it every to have somebody there all the time. Babysit it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we have technology exactly. to help with those things, and that's what you guys are doing. Yep. That's so is exactly. there anything new or anything that people should be thinking maybe you guys are coming out with down the line, or are we just... Yeah. <clears throat> we, we've, we have a new detector that can be used in this kind of an environment. Most infrared detectors are used in dark environments. Yeah. So they can sense uh, embers and sparks. Right. We have our new daylight detector, which can work in this environment where you have all this light, and it can go ahead and detect the same sparks and embers. You know, so if you have a uh, if you have material that's being uh, taken off of a conveyor into a drop chute, right? We can detect sparks and embers in that drop chute in this environment. And then extinguish if need be down down the down the way. So that gets us into uh, any operation like recycling operations that are outside. Yeah, uh, we can we can detect hot spots and sparks there as well. Um, that's been a new area we've gotten into with this new detector. Oh, that's great. So uh, yeah, and because- what, what we've done is it's a digital detector that's been specifically programmed to look for the sparks and embers that are a threat oh. and, and filter out all of the ambient uh, light that you see gotcha. in the gotcha. area. So, because yeah. I know we've I've seen at times where if the detector is too close to the opening of something, sometimes some daylight could get in there or a reflection yep. and cause a false alarm. Right. So that's phenomenal that now there's one out there that can overcome those challenges. Right, exactly. So. And we also have a new extinguisher that's uh, going to be our standard that uh, uh, is going, it's rather than having a 20-foot distance from sensor to valve. Yeah. It's going to react a lot faster, and it's going to. We're going to be able to reduce that distance to about ten feet. Ten feet. Yes. Well, that's so. So we have a daylight sensor and ten feet distance. Yep. Boy, that's a that's a big game changer in a lot of these situations. We're we're having a lot of success with that, and customers like it because it it plants are getting smaller, so they need this shorter distance, and there's more daylight in these applications than what most customers realize, and that's really what we're looking to make it easier for the customer as much as we can. Yeah, and that's where I think we've seen that as an industry where people are trying to make their facilities um, brighter, more enjoyable for their workers. Right. And, and with that being great for the workers, sometimes it does bring new challenges for safety where yes, it, it would have worked in the back in the day yep. in some yep. of the dungeons that people used to work in. So, so. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, our, again... Uh, our control console is uh, control panel is uh, uh, has uh, memory where it can uh, if anything happens to the system it will record that yes. if there's a line break if there's uh, if power is shut off oh uh, it will be able to still it still has a battery backup so but it'll still be able to record and operate for a period of about I think about ten hours well that's great so in so. a larger event maybe something's going on maybe a natural disaster. That'll still be able to do its job. Exactly, because a lot of times if you lose power to the plant, customers are powering down their their processes. Right. Sometimes that's when the threat actually occurs. Right. So our system will still be active and operating, still doing what it needs to do uh, without interruption. Well, that's great. That's, so. that's really good stuff. Well, Todd, 
thanks so much for giving us a little bit of your time. I know you guys are busy here at the show. I hope people uh, stop by and see you. If, if you're listening to this after the show, uh, you can reach out to us at Imperial. We work with, with Graycon on all types of things. You can look at Graycon. They would, we, we'd all be glad to help you out. Yeah, with all absolutely. Of this stuff, so. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. Yeah. Well, thanks ha- for having me on. Have a great day. And everybody who's out there listening, um, just thanks for listening to the podcast and stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Dusty Jobs podcast. Breathe better, work safer.